welcome to Put a Cork in It, hosted by yours truly, Monica Toby, who has zero credibility in the podcast world, but is trying to make it big. This podcast was created for unfiltered conversation, which always leads to cringy comments, sound advice, and obviously a lot of laughter. So come along for the ride and listen to a podcast that will leave you in a better mood than when you started. Happy Friday, everyone. You're probably like, wow, why is Austin doing the intro? You know, here's the thing. Our guest today is very, very dear to my heart. And I felt like it was just only only the right thing to do for me to give the intro for this episode. This man is a graduate of Miami University. His personal best in the 400 meter dash is 48.42 seconds. Currently pursuing his graduate degree in architecture at Rice in Houston. Ivan Dye, welcome to the cast. Boost, thank you so much. Lovely intro, Mon. So happy to be on the cast. Finally, I've been such a huge fan for such a long time. So can I just it's a big say honor. That, that I've been pushing for Ivan to be on the cast before I was even in a position to say that he should be on the cast? This is true, folks. This is true. I remember those those conversations, but things just happen in yeah. their natural way, and now we're here. Yeah, it feels like it is going to be a new tradition where I just get roasted in some way by Austin before we actually start, which is, you know what, fine. I think that's fine, but I hope that the viewers are picking up on this pattern that is happening. I just hope the viewers understand the awesomeness that is going to be this test because Ivan is such a wonderful individual and yeah you know, everybody I, needs a little piece of Ivan yes, and what, kind. what more could you ask for than a little slice of Ivan on your Friday I feel it in my bones I feel it in my bones it's going to be a good one sometimes you don't feel it in your bones you're like all right this podcast is going to be fun maybe some laughter maybe some joy but at this point, it is guaranteed laughter, guaranteed joy, and guaranteed just wisdom about to overwhelm us and also everyone listening, you know? Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. But, Mon, <laughs> I'll still, I, I still respect you. I still respect that this is your show. I'm just a, I'm just a humble co-host. Why don't you kick us off with the, the foundation of this conversation? Oh my gosh, I can't. Okay, yeah. Let me let me hit you with the foundation of the conversation. Wow, that kind of has a nice ring like to it. A little rhyme action. Um a little shuns. Okay, now you're going too far. Poor Ivan has to witness this. Okay. So the foundation of the conversation, which if you haven't picked up on it from the title, which is nice guys finish first question mark. Because there's a classic phrase that is nice guys finish last. There's actually a song about it. If you haven't heard it, you're missing out on some awesome crafted music, I would say. But anywho, maybe we get maybe we link that, guys, because I just think that's a classic. Yeah, plug the Lonely Island. They definitely need some support right now. Oof. I totally forgot it was by them, and that might be a little too explicit for my taste. So. Maybe. So um, listen to that on your own time. Anyway, um, basically the foundation of this podcast is what is a nice guy? I feel like before we really dive into Ivan and that being a part of his identity, if you will, I do think that we need to um, all come to a common consensus of how we would, you know, define or describe a nice guy. 
So I'm going to let the men go first, as this is your um, territory, if you will, and then I will pick up after. So whoever has initial thoughts, go right ahead. Ivan, I'm going I'm to let you take this one. All right. Um, yeah, interesting question. First of all, thank you for labeling me the nice guy. That's also like a huge genre. Um, and I, I think that's maybe the first quality. Nice guys never call themselves out as nice guys. That's how you know it's maybe a little fabricated. So, yeah, um, I think hmm, what would be the quintessential definition of a nice guy? I think it's the guy in a relationship who is just looking to be kind, but not to have anything, give back anything in return. It's not gonna be reciprocal. He's okay with it just going one way, because that's just how he wants to, to pursue the other person. Wow. I would also add that, you know, they're not showing off, like they're, they're doing a lot of these, this work in the shadows, you know, and then they're just waiting for discovery of these nice things done to be happening organically, if you will. And then it's just like that much more genuine when it actually happens. Wow. I think that's so true because all the quote nice guys I've ever known have never admitted that. They've always just been labeled that. So for sure, that is true. I think the nice guy doesn't play any games, okay? He's very mm. straight up, very clear about if he's interested in you. You guys know what I mean there. Um, which I think, and not to get too hasty in the conversation, but like as a female here, you know, as the only one, low-key feel like I'm third wheeling because of your guys' friendship in a way, but it's fine. So. Um, <laughs> I just think that girls low-key love the game. Like I hate to admit it, but – to a certain extent they do I would say now not into the game but for a certain age group I would say like 18 or sorry not 18 like 14 to hmm, I don't want to hmm, I'm going to go with 22 I will include myself in that because maybe at one point in 22 I did value that but anyway so girls like the game because it's like I don't know I don't want to say fun but I think some girls don't want to know exactly how a guy feels about them because then it's kind of like the mystery is over. Whereas now in my life, I would much rather just know straight up, like what's the 411 because the guessing is just absolutely not okay. You know what I'm saying? And so that's what I would add to that. So if you guys have any thoughts, please share. I would say that the game is one of the most frustrating things as a man. Huh. Our, our hearts can't take it, women. Can't. It's too much. I shan't take it. <laughs> shan't. And it, it is just, it is far too much work to put yourself in that position to be tossed and turned around by said female. That, you know, I... I don't want to say the nice guy will put up with it for too much longer, but they might put up for it longer than someone who is also just playing games, if you will. Yeah. I was about to say another word that would definitely have not been okay for the cast. <laughs> okay, why is there so much explicit content right now? I'm scared. 
We're, we're doing just... all right. We're doing all right. <laughs> where, where, where are you directing the ship here? Yeah. Oh. Um, Ivan, how about you say something? I feel like that'll put us on the right track. All right. If I had anything to add to that, I would say what you call the game, as I think is also synonymous with the chase. You know, yes. Some people are really into the chase. And, you know, I think it could be healthy sometimes. But, you know, you said this age range, 18 to 22. And so, you know, as, as a fellow 22-year-old, I'm not old, but, man, the chase is just almost not for me anymore. Like, like that's a lot of work, this chase. So, uh, yeah, I think this idea of, like, wanting to be chased, I almost want people to mature out of it, you know? Yes. And why can't we just be more upfront, honest, rational? Who, who knows? Yeah. Here's what I'm going to say, though. This, this might be my final comment about this, because I could go on about this forever, honestly. I feel like your classic movie dynamic that sometimes rolls into real life is like, oh, I don't know how to put this, like, the nice guy is just in love with the girl who could not give a crap about him and like deals with her being so evil to him like again and again and again because he's just so infatuated with her. So here's what I'll say. There is some type of magnetic connection between a nice guy and a girl who just like constantly wants nothing to do with him but just kind of keeps him around and like you know, keeps his interest and knows how to do it for a certain amount of time just to like keep him to like do nice things for her or whatever. And then there's this magnetic attraction between the guy who's just an A1 jerk, okay? Also censored that for the That's cat. a better term, better term. Yeah, thank you. And the really kind girl who like, just like mm. wants to be with him so bad and like when he treats her like crap, she just continues to find good qualities or make excuses, okay? So like, for some reason, there's a dynamic there and I can't really tell you why. And I'm hoping that this podcast will help us to um, bring the nice and the nice together. You know what I'm saying? Precisely. Final thoughts on that. Uh, I had something to say. Uh, it's, you want what you can't have. Mm. So I, I think that might be something to it. The, the nice guy wants the cool girl in school and she knows that he wants her and she's just going to egg him on, like lead him on, that sort yeah. of thing, vice versa for the other thing. That, that could be something. It could be something. Could be something. I mean, I would be lying if I said I haven't been in both situations, okay? So it does happen, you know? Mm. Just, just being vulnerable, okay? Just being vulnerable. Can't say I haven't been there. We appreciate the vulnerability. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. So, oh, are you going to segue or am I going to segue? Well, I was hopping on the segue and then you like reached for the segue <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> All right. You hop, you hop on the segue and then I'll hop on uh, hands on your shoulders ready to go. Okay. Ivan, when did you realize that you were the nice guy? Oh. <laughs> and I hope it wasn't however many minutes ago when Monica labeled you as the nice guy. Okay, can we talk about that for a second? Because I was so nervous about this idea. I was like, Austin, I don't know. Like, this might be offensive to ask Ivan. Then I was like, you know what? What the heck? I'm just going to ask Ivan. It'll be fine. 
And when I asked Ivan, he was a total champ about it. He was like, honestly, let's do it. Like, sure, it's a little like, you know, yikes at some point, but I think it's a great topic. And I was like, you know what, Ivan, this is why you're a gem. Exactly. Ivan, you want to know? You want to know what I said in when in my response to Monica about the uh, the nice guy? What, what, what did you say? I said, I don't think that's offensive. He's a busy man. These women couldn't even get him if they tried. <laughs> <laughs> I do keep myself busy in in a healthy way. Oh, you guys are too kind. Well, speaking on the, on the topic of the cast, when you you reached out to me, man, and yeah, I didn't know for for a couple of days after I was asked to come on what were we going to talk about. But as my friend, I trust you. So I'm like, whatever she comes up with, it's going to be great. And the podcast is so successful. And she has a personal stake in this. She wants it to be successful. So therefore, the conversation is going gonna, gonna to be great. So yeah, also willing to be a little vulnerable. And that's okay. Oh, my God. But, um, when did I realize I was a nice guy? Um, so I, I wear the badge of the nice guy proudly. Um, I think, you know, you, you almost kind of always know, you, you know yourself well. And so I knew that I wanted to take this approach in all my relationships and friendships and significant other dating relationships. It's my goal to be kind because it's in my nature. And so I, I think I'll go be as bold as say, like, I've always been this way. I, okay, I'm going to say I pretty much agree with that. Like, when I try to think of you being anything other than a nice guy identity, I, I genuinely nothing comes to mind. I'm like, that just can't happen. And I just want you to know the amount of times that my friend group in college left your apartment after like a hangout, everyone was always like, oh my gosh, whoever gets to marry Ivan is like literally the luckiest woman alive and I, I would literally look around my friend group and be like none of y'all are it like none of you guys are good enough and they're like Monica neither are you and it was just kind of this like, <laughs> group consensus that like none of us were gonna cut it but we were so happy for the woman who would you know Mon I'll just I just have to say whenever the Rose girls would come over it was just the best time like such a good time in the house at the flat with the boys um so yeah that, that was really encouraging i appreciate that those are good memories they are good memories and also you're the only one who calls us the rose girls and it's just the most endearing thing ever anybody else who would ever try wrong 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 I shout out rose girls <laughs> er, <cor> incorrect <laughs> and, and for that reason i'm out <laughs> <laughs> um so Ivan, to circle back to the original question, don't mean to make this about me, um, you would say that you kind of always knew you were a nice guy because you were pretty self-aware and that was not something that was really like, oh my gosh, this is who I am. It was kind of like, you know, I've always known that about myself. Yes, yes, not a surprise. And I would like to add also, um, I think it wasn't a surprise, but it's also something I had to grow in. It's definitely... Uh, a gifting, I think, from from God. If I can go there, I'm gonna go there. Absolutely. So, uh, someone someone put it to me this way, and when I was doing um, some administrative work in between the summer of junior and senior year, they said, "Ivan, one of your talents is that you are really likable." 
I was like, is that a talent? I was like, first of all, thank you. <laughs> but I think it is. And so that falls into hospitality and I really love being hospitable. So yeah, it just really fits my nature. I'll leave it at that. Wow. I love when somebody on the outside like can say something like that to you and it be really, you know, beneficial and not awkward. I feel like you are very good at taking compliments, which is very rare. I think in people our age, you immediately just want to deflect the compliment, be like, no, just, and then the person's like, no, really you are. I mean, that's what I do at least. So I think that it is very, you have a skill of taking compliments in a very you know, genuine way. You need that skill. Going back to the nice guy thing, for those who are not familiar with the Enneagram, we are not going to dive deep into this right now, but Ivan is an Enneagram 2, big picture, the helper. Two gang, two freaking gang. We will get more into the Enneagram on the, in the future of this cast, so make sure y'all study up. I definitely need to study up, but... Uh, <laughs> Thanks, Mon. Now, now we can get this back and forth banter where I'm not just roasting you and you can come back and roast me. <laughs> but Mon, you were saying something about Enneagram 2 boys. Ah, uh, yes. Thank you for that. Um, Enneagram boys, number one, are very rare. Don't know many. And if you think you know a lot, they're probably mistyped because they're very rare. And number two, Enneagram 2 boys are always super kind and always fall into the nice category because if you know the Enneagram well, if you don't, um, the helper really is just a servant heart, sometimes in an unhealthy way, sometimes in a healthy way, but always just looking out for others more than themselves, um, which I think just comes with a very kind nature. And so I think that you would find it very hard to come across an Enneagram male who's like a complete uh, jerk, you know? Um, <laughs> oh, sorry, I had to censor myself. Um, and that is definitely Ivan and all the guys that I know who are Enneagram 2s, um, shout out Kyle Myers if you know him, he is also in this category. And so I just think that's an interesting correlation. Ivan, do you feel like that's true? Um, yeah, I think it's it's definitely true. And um, I actually didn't know Kyle was a two. That's that's dope. Oh yeah, he's a Shout two. Out Kyle. Mm -hmm. Shout out Kyle Myers, K Drizzle. <laughs> um, I do call him that. <laughs> he really <laughs> loves it. Every time he'd come to the architecture studio, they're like K Drizzle. And one time he told me he's like, I even every time you say that, it just makes my day. So it just kind of stuck. Uh, are we surprised? Not particularly. Wow, amazing. <laughs> Obligatory insert. Love it when people call me Houston. That's my thing. I'm out. Continue. I don't think that I will ever be able to get there. I'm just going to be completely honest. You'll get there. I would prefer to call you Austy than mm. the latter. That's, that's a no-go. <laughs> All right. Well, um, let's, let's get back. We'll reconvene on that subject at a better time. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, so... <laughs> okay, so a question that I think many people might be asking themselves, in fact, I actually have this question and do not know the answer, to be honest. What is the difference between, like, 
just a guy being a straight up doormat, you know, which girls can also be doormats walked all over. You let people just treat you like crap versus just your classic nice guy who we've already defined. What would you guys say are the kind of factors that separate the two? You know, because I think that you can be both. I think you can be a doormat and a nice guy, but that doesn't mean you have to be both, if that makes sense. I'm going to say the classic, it depends to answer, but I'm not going to leave it at that. Don't worry. Praise God. The difference between, <laughs> praise the man above, uh, the difference between the doormat and the nice guy is the nice guy knows when they should let someone walk over them whereas the doormat guy kind of lets it happen like for example for example your significant other had a rough day and like and you you may have come off like a little too like not even you did anything like you just you said something and it ticked her off what have you now are you speaking from personal experience here because this sounds like a very near and dear to your heart anecdote if you if you think that i've been in a relationship for four and a half years and never said anything to piss off carly praise like bless your heart but please don't have that much faith in me shout out carly shout out carly shout out carly okay anyway emotions are running high you just know to take a step back you know to let let significant other get things out and you know when when the right time for them to get a win is mm-hmm. you know what battles to pick if you mm-hmm. will whereas the doormat guy doesn't say anything for himself publicly lets significant other walk all over him people see that they're like dude why don't you say anything mm-hmm. he's like oh like what are you talking about it's not that bad starts making excuses that's where that's where i'm coming from on this ivan what's your take here yeah that is a good take and man i want to pick up on a thread that you mentioned earlier about the enneagram and enneagram 2 specifically and talking about the unhealthy side so the unhealthy side i think the enneagram number two it's best and worst quality is that it's about other people right the unhealthy side of that is you start getting this idea of people pleasing just you're doing too much. You're taking it too far. So I think that is the other side of the nice guy. Like so far, we've been painting the nice guy as this really awesome character. But like, let's talk about the negatives of the nice guy. And I think I myself, I fall into this sometimes if I'm not being super aware. But I think the nice guy that's also the doormat is too agreeable. Yes just too much passivity in the situation and there's not enough intention so um yeah i've, I've not had the um opportunity and, and the blessing to be in a relationship for as long as four and a half years shout out you and carly yeah you know what amen i'm reminded of that every podcast so go ahead <laughs> so uh i'm coming at this from more of a dating perspective fresh dates like this is still very early on in their relationship right so i think the doormat is just yeah like willing to kind of let the other let, let the girl dictate every part of the relationship and not feeling like he can have an opinion mm. but you need to have an opinion and you need to be assertive sometimes so 
I think that's the distinction. It's just too much passivity with nice guys who end up being doormats. Yeah, that was like very well said. You pretty much killed that, I think. And I think too, I don't really know who would admit that or admit this in what situation, but I don't think people really enjoy dating doormats. You know, when it comes to the end of things, when, you know, when the rubber meets the road, it's kind of not fun to have someone who's not able to stand up for themselves and just constantly take it, you know? And I think sometimes the other person, you know, obviously this relationship is already unhealthy, but sometimes the other person is like saying ridiculous things just to see if this guy or gal who's a doormat will just finally unleash, you know, and be like, actually, no, that's not okay. So I think, you know, don't be a doormat because you deserve more than that. But then also, I don't think it's fun to be on the other side of that either, especially with everything you just described. No. Um, I'll tell a little small personal anecdote, you know, opportunity to be vulnerable. Yes, um, yes. We love- that I was in, um, I think when I realized I was being a, a doormat is nice guys, like true nice guys, know when to leave. And I think it's really hard sometimes because you don't want to upset the other person. You don't want to be the person that ends the relationship or just says, hey, like, we need to slow things down. But if you really are a nice guy and you're thinking about the, the best intentions for the other person, like, you'll, you'll let that relationship go. Yeah. You'll, you'll let go and you'll, you'll let, allow yourself to go different ways. And that's hard, but I think that's still nice. And I think the the doormat nice guy will just kind of keep leading them on and like this thing keeps going and the show yes. keeps going and then it's just more and more unhealthy. And then none of you are happy, like you said. You're both unhappy. Yeah, I think that's huge. Because just because you're a nice guy doesn't mean you make you don't make hard choices, you know? That's not a, um, like a just, you can't have that, you know? It actually can go together. They're not mutually exclusive, Mom. Thank you. That's the phrase I was looking for. Great. And I think that your personal anecdote, confession, vulnerability moment, whatever you want to call it, reminds me of a personal anecdote of my own, you know? Um, if you tuned in, uh to the shooting the breeze cast this week talked about the breaking up with the man in the car ride so this is the same human um i think that he kind of fell into the nice guy doormat category and it kind of took me a while to realize that and once i did i mean i just had to immediately like not be in that relationship anymore because it's like you don't want someone who's so into you that they're willing to make the like just most obnoxious sacrifices for you. That's not like mean or like wrong, you know, like that's actually really nice that they want to do that for you. But when that line gets crossed, I mean, it's really important to address it. And I think that typically ends in a breakup, but sometimes, I mean, if you can address it well and like that person's willing to, you know, work on that, then sure. But, you know, in my case, that just was not, that was not going to happen. It was, it was in too deep. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now I feel like kind of like a big bully right now, but, um, I promise like I'm not a heartbreaker. I'm really not. But sometimes I feel like that's how I'm coming off on these podcasts, you guys. We love shout out, shout out mod being vulnerable. (laughs) You know, we, 
We do appreciate it, Vaughn. It's hey. great. It's great. People need to hear these things. I will affirm you, and I've also been called a heartbreaker, you know. So I'm right there with you. We were talking about, oh, like, who's this person that Ivan's going to marry? Like, she's going to be so lucky. Like, you know, I'm waiting on the one that's going to be my better half. And not to say that I haven't met great girls in my past, like some fantastic women, but they're not the one that I'm going to choose. So I've also been a heartbreaker. So, you know, I respect that. And I don't really, I don't really know if I've ever been called a heartbreaker, but I feel like, oh gosh, you know, that's another story for another time. But Ivan, I love that you just brought up women that you've enjoyed spending time with in the past, because our next question for you was, how has your dating experience, you know, really gone being the nice guy, you know, like, how has that transferred into your dating life? Because as I've just shared, I have seen that not go very well for the guy that I dated for that period of time. Um, but I do for sure it's possible, you know, nice guys are getting married left and right. Like I said, you're lucky if you marry one of them. It's, it's happening folks. Um, yeah, plenty of, plenty of stories, plenty of anecdotes. Um, one that immediately pops into mind, um, we're taking this way back to middle school, right? We're taking it back. But, um, this is like one of my first significant crushes. And this is a, this is a really good crush because we would hang out every day. We got put on the morning announcements team. No. Every morning. It was, it was me and three other girls. Ivan, you were straight up pulling in middle school. No, no. <laughs> I don't know how I don't know how I found myself in, in these situations, but I did. It was just being these three great girls. But my co-host, she was she was great. Um, but she was always in <laughs> not projecting on the dynamic here. Let's just make that clear. <laughs> But she was always into well. my friends. <laughs> she was always into my friends. So as the nice guy, I felt like I was the absolute best wingman. Like I got really good at being a wingman okay. because since since I cared about her, I was like, oh, you know, I'm kind of bummed that I'm not the one. But you know, she's kind of into this little, little bad boy vibe. But you know, all these guys that she was kind of crushing on, they were happening to be my best friends too. So it's like, I will introduce you. I will bring you together. I'm no good at meddling, but I'll do it for you. And so I just want to affirm the feelings of all the nice guys listening, all the nice guys out there. It does suck sometimes. Mm, yes. Sometimes I it feels like the girl wants your opposite archetype. Yeah, yeah. And you know, I, I can speak to that. You know, that's really tough. That's got to be hard. It really does. And I just want to make a quick mental note that when Ivan said the thing about the co-hosting thing, Austin literally looks like he would rather be stabbed with a knife six times. That is I, not <laughs> what I was going for, being the, the non-verbal communication that I was giving. I was putting my hand over my heart saying, bless this man for like, like, taking it back to middle school type of thing. I am having a great time. I do not want to get stabbed like, <laughs> whoa, <Okay>. left field. <laughs> Let's just, okay, I'm done. Rope it right back now. in. 
I'm definitely right in this situation, but whatever. Anyway, <laughs> um, Ivan, I think that is so tender and so real about you having to be the wingman and like watch your friends, you know, kind of get the girl that you wanted. Um, I have experienced that, honestly, on the flip side with women. I've been the wingman for a specific friend multiple times with um males that I might have been interested in you know and it's definitely a hard hitter for um for you to like finally hear about the crossover and be like wow they mutually like each other and I'm not even in the equation like that freaking blows like huge it hurts yeah I mean the only thing I can say is the payoff is coming Amen. The Ivan Dye sweepstakes, that winner, it's it's not even comparable to what, what has been passed up. I cannot, I literally cannot wait. And regardless of how close of friends we are, when that happens, I will be crashing your wedding. Like, that is an absolute oh, promise. Like, you already have the invite, so you don't even have to crash. Heck, I'm going to be in the um, the wedding party on the groomsman side. <laughs> You're just one of the boys. <laughs> one of the Sycamore boys. <laughs> uh, okay, well, I mean, that kind of makes me sad about the wingman thing, but like, I'm glad you brought that up. Like, that is a hard reality that I think a lot of nice guys face, you know, and just like girls friend zoning them immediately when they would really prefer not to be friend zoned. Like, that's got to be a part of the territory. Would you agree? I would agree. It, it comes with the territory. But like Houston said, there's a big, big, big payoff waiting in the end. Um, yeah. And I'll even fast forward it a little bit further to more recent times to be more relatable. Sure. Um, yeah, there, there was another relationship I was pursuing. This was going into senior year. I was so excited. I was like, oh, this is now the time. I feel like I've matured in a lot of ways. I'm like ready for like a, a significant relationship. And uh, yeah, I was, I was kind of given the inside scoop on this person that I was pursuing. And they're like, yeah, she's, she's not into nice guys. Like she's into like bad guys. Like someone explicitly told me this. This only happens in movies, but it actually happened in real life. <laughs> it happened to Ivan Die. <laughs> I was, I was like, told this person I was confiding in. I was like, well, like I'm the nice guy, right? So like I should be an upgrade. He's like, yeah, 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 sure, sure. <laughs> and uh, yeah, long story short, it didn't work out. I was super sad. I'm over it, though. I'm over it. Um. <laughs> oh my gosh. I am dead. <laughs> it was and a I'm, experience. I'm like really sad, um, but I'm good. You know, like I'm good. So, guys, that was his way of saying he is on the market. Slide. Into yeah. our DMs, put a cork in it official, and we will match you up. You know what that reminded me of? What? Shout out Jackson Williamson. That sounds like something, he, like the, the, what is it, the cadence that that was said, and he's like, yeah, it's, it's not fun. But I'm good, though, you know? Like, that would so be Jackson. You want the Willie cadence? Oh, Willie. Free Willie! So... Would you say that you're the type of guy who really, like, is in your feelings after a breakup for a long time? Or are you the type that's like, okay, I'm going to let myself feel it, but then, like, I'm moving on. Like, on to bigger, better things. Mm. 
I think I'm the second option, personally. Yeah, just because life is good. Like, sure, hiccups are going to happen, but the trajectory of my life has been so good. So, yeah, I, I feel like I bounce back really easily, which is positive. I think it's healthy, and I think that's something that all, guy, all nice guys need to have. You can't get hung up on these things. You got to keep moving forward. Yes, yes. I feel like, Austin, you're the same way. You're like, eh, you broke my heart, gonna be sad for 48 hours, but now, you know, um, I'm intermittent fasting, I'm back to working out, you know? I wish I could say you're right, but I, I was not. What? I was, uh, I was, uh, kind of in the fields for a long time, in my bag, if you will. If I ever, well, not if, when I experienced breakups in the past, um, yeah, I can't say I was the type of guy that bounced back pretty quickly. I I would say that I fall in love pretty hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, so me and my dad, very similar. Shout out to my dad if he is listening. Probably not. But uh, <laughs> me and my dad both fall very hard. And um, it's uh, it's not something I wish I could get rid of. It's it's some It's a part oh. of me for sure. Absolutely not. I am also a fall hard and fast type of gal. But at the same time, I'm also very guarded. But once like, once the guard comes down, I'm very much the same way. So I feel that. Um, Would you relate to this, Ivan? Are you also a fall hard, fall quick type of guy? Yes, I'm a fall hard, big crush guy. Big, big crush guy. I am such a big crush gal. I think, wow. Wow, I love that I know that about you now. I feel like we are like kindred spirits now. Both Enneagram 2s, big crush peeps. I mean, I mean, here's what I'm going to say about Ivan. Ivan and I have never really hung out a whole bunch, you know, wouldn't say that we have spent a ton of time together. But I do feel like I have always had this connection to Ivan. Like every time I saw him, I'm like, Ivan, old friend. But like typically, I don't think he would really fall into that category from the outside eye but that's just always been the vibe between us and I think it is a two connection honestly I do think that's part of it it's it's a connection like I was actually trying to remember when I first met you and I couldn't remember and it's like almost like this quality that you've always been there because we just we vibe my gosh Ivan I feel the same way about you I feel so tender I'm totally going to be in the groom's party. Totally. I mean, it's settled. The wedding party. The wedding sure. party, thank you. <laughs> and it's going to be a party. Yeah. You know, you know, I just wish that you guys had like a mutual friend or like a great friend to set me up with because I would totally trust both of your judgments a lot. Instead, you know, I'm out here on my own in the wilderness, you know, trying to navigate whatever the heck dating is because I don't freaking know. In Raleigh. Yeah. I mean, Ivan, what's the dating life in Texas? Like, what's the 411? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, Ooh, let's, let's make this a little bit more interesting. Can you compare it to what you've experienced in Ohio? Like, okay. just the hospitality in general, maybe. Mm. Yeah, that, that's a good comparison to draw. I think it's hard because we're still early in the process. Just moved here about a little over a month ago. Same. Yeah. So the people that I interact with are in my architecture studio. So it's a small crowd. 
just eight of us um, in total. So that that's also really dangerous waters right there. If you have a crush in a group of eight, like, ooh, you're putting yourself out there, you're putting yourself out there. For sure. So, What's the uh, demographic here? A lot of Texas people are more out of state people. Actually more out of state people. I haven't experienced a single Southern accent and I feel cheated. Oh my gosh, you're missing out. It's the yeah. best ever. I, I want it. It's okay. You want me to call my roommate in here and have her say a few words? Please, later on. All right, great. Um, yeah, so the dating game, I, I think it's, it's harder than in Ohio, for sure. Just because, um, also like the city is huge. Would you think, oh, you know, more people, better odds. But also more people, almost harder to meet the same person. And I think spending quality time, at least for me, is essential in starting these dating relationships. So if you're meeting like a bunch of new people every day, hey, that's great, make a lot of friends. But if you're not meeting the same people, you never get a chance to develop a relationship. Another stereotype that I've heard is just the women are so like strong and forward in Texas. Like, how do you think a as a nice guy, like you're going to operate that <laughs> if the stereotype holds up? Shout out Texas. Shout out Texas. Everything is bigger. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> what, what, what's the word? I can't think of a good word for this. Guilty pleasure. Mm, that seems too strong, but we're going to go with it. Um, but what you kind of touched on earlier, Mon, in this 18 to 22 phase, and maybe something anyone can relate to at some point in time, like kind of wanting like a, a little bad in somebody, you know, just to spice things up, keep it interesting. Like, sure. I don't want that. I want to find a nice girl, please. Praise, praise God. Wait for me. But uh, as far as being assertive and independent, I think that's different. And I think that's attractive. Mm. I am very about strong, independent women. Shout out strong, independent women. <laughs> as generic as it could be, it is true. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you have to unpack that just a little bit. I think it's because <laughs> I am nice, right? Thank you. I'm also very intense in, in what I do. Like, I'm very into architecting. It's what I'm studying in school. I'm very into my friends. Love them to death. Um, yeah, I'm really into running. Like, I love the things that I do. Therefore, I, I find myself very busy. So the one that I choose has to captivate my attention. Like, I'm not going to go out of my way to, to start a relationship because I feel like that's almost ingenuine. And then, yeah, I think it's harder. But if you wait for someone to just kind of show up, that that's the right moment. Then you make a move. This is all going to be a movie. It's going to be a movie. Ivan's going to lock eyes across a crowded room, and it's just, it's going to be fate. I'm calling it right now. What is it? The 23rd? 24th. September 24th, 2020, Austin Jacobs calling that Ivan Dye will meet, meet his significant other, lock eyes across a crowded room, and it's just, it will be history from there. You know, something that's coming up, a big date, 
is my sister's wedding. Shout out my sister. She's getting married next summer. Oh my gosh. I love a good wedding crush. Yes. So this is also dangerous water, similar to being in a small dating pool. But asking a date to a wedding is a big move. I think you can do it casually. There's a way to do that. And there's a way to just, you know, have fun with it. But also the undertones to be kind of serious. Okay. So you have to be in a relationship for a long time. Or you both have to know going in, like, hey, this is just a fun day together. But this is also a family wedding. So I feel like... Are, I you, are you in the wedding? I am in the wedding. Oh, I so did. she's going to have to sit alone? You could not invite someone to that. That's tough. Mm, true. I don't know. I mean, well, maybe this would really be putting her to the test. Like, can you deal? Right. Are you strong and independent enough to sit alone at a wedding that you don't know anyone? Dude, I would kind of thrive in that environment. Like, if someone did that to me, I'd low-key love that. Oh, and then she's sitting there. She's like, yeah, my date's one of the groomsmen. It's whatever. Brother of the bride. (laughs) Everyone's having fun. She's, like, munching on her dessert. And I walk over. I'm like, hey, you want to dance? Oh! Say no more! I was not prepared for that. What the? Ivan can dance, women. This man can dance. He can. He really can. It's true. Put this man and Ryan Stasiak on the dance floor? Oh, my gosh. All right. There's been too many name drops that, like, nobody knows, but it's fine. Um, Ryan's been on the cast. Okay, but that does... Okay, anyway. You know what I mean? I feel like we've been dropping so many people. We I'm do. We're, we're, we're too relational at the end of the day. It's it's a bad it's thing. Right. I, I'm not trying to call you out. I'm, I'm trying to call us all out. You know, we've all been doing it. Right. Let's bring it um, Here's what I'm going to say. Ivan has revitalized my hope in that being like a very assertive, um, confident woman is like a good thing. Okay, number one. Number two, go, talking about you talking about weddings and like all that jazz. Rem, I forgot to tell you guys this. At my cousin's wedding, I had the biggest crush on one of the groomsmen and like never really made a move on that and I kind of regret that a little bit to be honest regret that's not a great thing well I mean I don't wake up and think about it immediately like oh my cousin's wedding what was I doing but I'm like wow you know like (laughs) yes I am mentally okay (laughs) but um just wanted to share but I think that was taken a little too seriously well you're like let's wrangle it back in and then immediately. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's actually yeah, yeah. put it back in. Okay, whatever you say, Grandpa. Okay, so here's my question. Now, Ivan, do not take this the wrong way. This is not me asking, like, you know, would you like to change yourself? That's not really the question here. Mm-hmm. The question is, like, in your past in general, have you ever, you know, maybe you've had friends who are more of the bad boy type. Have you ever thought to yourself, wow, I wish I was a bad boy type, or I wish that I had a little bit of that jazz um, to, you know, play around with in my own life? That's a really good question. And when you were phrasing it, I wanted to say yes, but then by the end of it, I was like, no. The one thing I am envious of is the charisma that these so-called bad boys have. Mm. Like, the charismatic attitude, I think, is attractive. But everything else uh, about them, 
I love these people, but I, I don't want to be them. Like, I, I don't want to be that guy. Yeah, I think you really hit the nail on the head right there. Because, you know, I always ask myself, Monica, 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 why are you into this bad boy type? Which is changing with my current crush, but I just think that that's exactly what it is. It's the charisma. It's the wow. You really just like light up the room. Even though I know that you could care less about me and like talking to me and me only, like you have all these other girls you're like flirting with and whatnot. There's just something that's so like magnetic about your personality. And I'm like, dang it. Like, I am really attracted to you type thing. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's like, ugh, why? Why am I so attracted to you? Exactly. It's very, honestly, it's very frustrating because, like, you're, as a girl, if you guys would care to know, as a girl, it's this very weird thing. You're, you, you're not dumb. You know that this guy is just, like, the woat, okay? And for those who don't know, worst of all time. But you, like. I love that. Thank you. But you also have to like, on the other hand, okay, you're thinking this guy is so either like physically hot, he's got a great personality, or dare I say both, okay? And then you are just, these two like things are just keep colliding. It's like, okay, no, it's not a good idea, but wow, is it fun to talk to him? Okay, but crap, I hear all these bad things about him from my friends. But when he talked to me at that one party, it was so awesome. It's horrible. Like, do you understand the pain of that? Like, it is horrible. Conflicting interests are never something that you want to encounter. I feel like you got the the angel and the devil on, on your shoulder there, Mon. Is that, a, is that a little reference? Romans 7, Paul's pericope. I do the things that I don't want to do. <sighs> yes. Spit fire. Okay, we're going Bible up in here. Yeah. Back. Yeah, it's very, it's very annoying to consciously know that something is not a good idea and still want to do it. It's just very frustrating. Mm -hmm. At least you know. Yeah, and I feel like I have learned my lesson, honestly. I just feel like time and time again, it's just happened. Or, dare I say, as falling into a nice girl category myself, I feel like I think that this guy may be interested in me, and then it's like, bam, you're such a good friend. Thanks for hanging out with me. And I'm like, literally run me over with your car. <laughs> like, I don't even know what to do. Like, rip my heart out and put it in a trash bag. Like, I don't even know how to say that. Like, that happened to me very, not very recently, but in the past year. And I just wanted to, like, I was so unwell. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Circle, circling it back. That, that is down. honestly a tragedy, Mon. I'm really sorry. We're here for you. I'm so sorry I just talked about myself for so long. Ivan, I am so glad that you were able to, like, respond to that question and be like, nah, bruh. Like, the, the pros do not outweigh the cons in this situation. Also, other nice guys listening, like, take it from Ivan. You don't need that. Yeah. You aren't, you aren't that. So be confident in your nice guy self, and the day will come. Yes. The ends do not justify the means. That's just facts. Ooh, that is very good. I love that. I yeah. think that is a great place to sort of wrap this up. Uh, a classic wrap. You know, I've been, I, f I just want to say something that some people might be thinking right now is that, wow, Monica and Austin talked way more than Ivan, which I feel like might be true. 
and I would just like everyone to know that Ivan is just such a great listener and everything he says everything he says honestly just makes me like think of all these emotions that I have and because he's in the zoom room right now I just feel safe sharing it with him like I just went out on a limb and shared a lot of emotions and he's just that type of guy that you just like trust with your emotions so dare I say add that to the nice guy definition as well not only that, Mon, but he just packs so much into so little. His responses are so well crafted, and they just spur more conversation. You're so, so right. It's or, not even, I, I mean, it is Ivan's fault, but in a good way, you know? Yeah, and you and I are just over here blabbering like freaking idiots, so that's good. Shout out blabbers. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, How many people have I shouted out? At least seven, okay? We all need to end this. Okay, so Ivan, to wrap it on up, my fave question is, what's your favorite thing lately? Um, to be courteous, would you like me to go first to give you more time to gather your thoughts, even though you probably already have them perfectly gathered at this point? We'll let Ivan wrap it, actually. He'll be the last. Oh, save the best for last. Okay, so I'm guessing if we're doing it this way, ladies first. Go for it. Okay, great. Something I've been loving lately that I, yeah, is making myself a good breakfast, okay? Mm -hmm. And I've never been a breakfast girl normally, just been a grab-and-go granola bar, whatever. But recently, I've just been taking great interest in my breakfast. Oatmeal, uh, avocado toast. Like, I've just really been going for it lately. So proud of myself, feel like I'm adulting in that way, and that's it. Breakfast is the best meal. I had breakfast tacos for dinner today. I will I'll stand by that. Also, someone who does intermittent fasting, I still eat breakfast when I break my fast at noon. So I had two breakfasts today. Who cares? <laughs> hey, shout out to whoever's intermittent fasting. <laughs> you said it, not me. Oh, do we... Oh, talking about breakfast. My favorite thing right now is breakfast, and specifically, I'm really loving overnight oats. I like, will try that. You should try it. Like, it's really good because it's it's kind of healthy for you. But also, I put a little cocoa powder in, and then some peanut butter on top. And it's cold when it comes out of the refrigerator, so it just feels like I'm eating like a chocolate milkshake, and it's amazing. That sounds absolutely amazing. For the record, I was not saying breakfast is my thing this week, but love <laughs> breakfast all the same. Sorry, you I, thanks for thanks for ruining the vibe, Austin. Jeez. Hey, no, no ruining the vibe. Breakfast is great. My thing is, I just got this new electric guitar, Ooh. and it is like my new pride and joy. If you knew the guitar that I had before this, you'd be like, wow, this is like a 30 times upgrade type of thing. So my thing has been playing the guitar again, finding enjoyment in that on something that plays really well and just like is so much better than my last one. That's what I'm into lately. I love that for you. I love that you are joining the musician gang of Oxford that I feel like everyone plays an instrument. So that's awesome. Um, Ivan, was your favorite thing your overnight oats, or do you have something else to throw out at us? Um, I'll throw something else out, just because it came to mind when Manusa started talking. My favorite thing that I've been loving lately is planning a trip 
Bruceen to come down to Houston. That's right. Got the tickets. Got the tickets on Wednesday, I believe. Wednesday or Tuesday. Your boys can be flying down to Houston. It will be the second furthest west I've ever been. Went to Phoenix uh, two years ago. But uh, this will be true southern hospitality, so I'm very excited. Wow. I feel a lot of FOMO right now. Not that I would have been invited regardless, but after this podcast, feels like it should be. Hop on a flight, October 21st. I feel like we are a unit, you guys. We are a unit. We'll stick together. Stick together. You know what we never discussed, and this can be very quick. If Ivan and I are a nice guy, nice gal, is Austin also a nice guy? I feel like he is. Ivan, what do you think? Oh, he for sure is. Austin has one of the best hearts I've ever known. Facts. So tender. Yeah, I would say that he falls. I'm about to melt over here. (laughs) He definitely falls into the nice guy category. I just wanted to see if you had another opinion. (laughs) thank you Ivan that was very sweet um Ivan this has been such a pleasure I mean I've never left a podcast feeling so like warm and gooey inside then after we have talked to you um not that that's a stab at you Austin but I mean just nothing compares to a conversation with Ivan truly guys we will be tagging this man make sure to reach out if you want to you know get to know the nice guy that he is at put a cork in an official is where we'll be putting that Enjoy the rest of your Friday. Look out for shooting the breeze next Tuesday and enjoy this weekend. Yeah. See you later. There's a lot to do.